0: What Should I Think About? is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About? podcast. I'm Celine.
1: And I'm Stephen.
0: And we're talking about...
1: Well, we're talking about Star Trek, but we're talking about cults in Star Trek. And I suppose we can get a bit wider and think about cults in fiction and the way that cults are depicted generally. But we're going to focus on Star Trek Mm -hmm. because it has a lot to say about societies, about the way that um, societies are structured. Sometimes it's planet-wide. Sometimes it's a kind of subsection of society. Um, So there's a lot of stuff in there, actually, that, that relates to controlling people's behavior and the way we set up societal systems. So, yeah, cults in Star Trek.
0: Yeah so we watched an episode from one of the uh, original series um called The Way to Eden and um that's one we'll talk in a bit more detail I did remember one that we watched when I was at home we watched all of the deep space so we watched all of the deep space 9 series yeah um and there was one called
1: called Paradise
0: yeah where um, they um, it's based like an anti technology cult. So they originally crash landed there, but they would have been able to leave. This woman has decided they're staying because she likes this sort of anti technology mm. agricultural life. So, and then a bunch of them actually choose to stay there. And I wonder about that. Um, I think that seems like an example of cults. And also, yeah, they kept, there's like corporal punishment, I guess, because they keep locking Cisco in a box. Um, yeah. In fact, yeah.
1: It, I think it was worse. I think it was capital punishment. I think some we didn't see it, but there's a story mm. about somebody who, who, uh, yeah, had to be put to death. As far as I remember it, um, yeah. yeah.
0: So there's that as well. Yeah, and mm. again, I think that's like a running theme of like a fear of technology. So all the way from mm. the original Star Trek, that's something that's a driving force in the episode we watched in the way to Eden. It's just like finding somewhere with. No high tech, uh, uh, sort of civilization, and then yeah, even in the Cisco ones, which is much more modern, um, like it's made more recently, mm. still probably about 20 years ago, but more recently, mm. that's still a concern, so that's interesting.
1: Yeah, that was aired first aired in 1994, believe it or not. I was <laughs> scared, <yet anymore>. <laughs> can you believe it? Um, yeah, so let Shall we talk first about, um, the eden one which is mm-hmm. um I, I did send you the link and i can't remember it now series what was it series three episodes i
0: have to look it up just for the sake of the listeners I bet if not, if, look if one of you series three episode 20 if if one of you cares and i'll get off this soapbox but i just want you all to know that we sat there and waited and restarted the podcast because dad had to find out the exact series and episode for both yep. of those that were just mentioned and i think it doesn't matter and i think this if anyone cares they'll they'll look for it in their own time so just i like this out podcast
1: there. to be a source of information it's a we're useful resource track anywho um yeah so this is called the way to eden and it features a, so it's original series, season three, episode 20. And it features a, well, we find out later in, oh, by the way, spoilers. So if you've not managed it's to catch so up. It's
0: so old. <laughs>
1: if you've not managed to catch up with the I 1969. I so
0: having to say spoilers for that. I to it. If, you, if, you, if anyone's going to get annoyed at that, it best be ironically. <laughs>
1: um, Dr. Severin. Um, who has the most amazing cauliflower ears? Uh, just, by the they, way.
0: they have to make people look alien, and they run out of ideas, so they just give him wacky ears. They just They're give him wacky ears. Amazing.
1: Look it up if you've never seen it. Look it up. Unless he is an internet. extra European
0: player, and they just play, they just played it up. They added extra prostheses just to like maybe, you know, maybe. add some pizzazz.
1: So he, um, the first thing we see is is that him and his little band. Um, we'll call them cult members for now and then we'll we'll see whether mm-hmm. we think they are a cult. Um, they're, they've they stolen a, a, a little ship and they are going somewhere and Kirk and, and the Enterprise are trying to um, obviously get them back and um, they're so committed to this that basically the ship is about to explode. They beam this group onto the Enterprise just before the ship explodes. So that's kind of how we end up with this, this little yeah. group of people on the Enterprise. Because who
0: would have thought that um you know being anti-technology would have mean problems when you were trying to travel to a place that you have no idea where it is and you need to use yeah. a big spaceship but hey ho they blow it up anyway yeah and they get um, rescued by they get rescued so. and
1: straight away you start to see that they are disruptive they um don't want to listen to authority they are they're kind of dressed in hippie i don't know what what the what the writers at the time thought the hippies know, of weird the 26th Star age. Trek
0: hippies, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, mm. So, yeah, so they've all got kind of. I don't know, evocative of the 60s. They um, have skimpy
0: so. clothes on because mm. it's Star Trek in the 60s, so they're not wearing a lot. And then I, my favourite line of like, <laughs> how can you feel, you must feel so restricted when she's talking to Chekhov about wearing loads of clothes. And she's like, how how can you wear all that? How do you breathe in Walk's nurse with shortest skirt in world? You know, the chapel, yeah. 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 And, um, you know.
1: Well, that's right. The, the women did wear considerably less than the men in Star Trek. For mm. reasons that I think related to Gene Roderberry from what I yeah. from what I understand. Um mm. but yes. So yeah, they've got these these they're all young, they're all kind of hippie-ish and there's one particular character called Adam, who mm. has what sort of loosely looks like a guitar, um mm. who keeps breaking into song every every now and again.
0: Yes, yeah, really annoying. Kirk's so done with it as well. He doesn't he is so done. He literally goes "Spock, you deal with it" <laughs> multiple times. So
1: Spock's kind of the cool
0: uncle, isn't he, who seems to be able to know. communicate with these people. Ma- yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, Kirk's like your banker dad, he works in, you know, in he works in bank in, you know, in London in bank and uh, he just can't be doing with it and he gets uh, Spock from Peckham to deal with it instead. <laughs> That mm-hmm. will mean
1: nothing to people in um, Australia, United States, Canada.
0: Yeah, but it these means a lot. Colloquialisms,
1: to me. right? Okay, so yeah, and um, Kirk. It's quite funny actually because he plays it quite well. Actually, um, William Shatner, he plays up the stuffy, um, uh, officious man quite well. Given that he's actually quite his character is normally quite a dynamic. Um, yeah, but I think of... he
0: just finds them quite annoying, as most of yeah. us would. <laughs> Somehow um, Spock is into it. I don't know what's going on. Well, don't, don't I flip. think Spock intellectually is
1: interested in their goal. So he sees the value, or at least he's interested in the in the ideas of trying to find, I suppose, uh, getting back to a simpler life and being more human. Well, they're not all human, but more, um, I suppose, Humanoid. human. Really. Yeah. Um, and again, I think this reflects anxieties at the time and and that are still there about, you know, us losing our touch or losing touch of our humanity Mm. as we become more and more sterile as our environment becomes more and more manufactured. Um, I think there was a real concern that we were going to lose our humanity. So this, this group represent that um, Mm -hmm. and Spock recognizes that as a problem and is, Intellectually, at least, attracted to the idea of going back to a kind of simpler form of existence. Um, and that's talked about a few times.
0: Mm, yeah, it's. Um, so, yeah, that's the dynamic that's going on. Other than that, I suppose, so we've set the scene. Then let's talk about what I guess that means people thought about cults at the time, based on. Because ultimately, television is. T- whenever it's set it shows you what we think at the time so Mm. period dramas that are made now are very different period dramas that were made 20 years ago it's not because the past has changed it's because the way (laughs) that we are willing to discuss things has changed so like period dramas now involve a lot more sex than they used to it's not because people in the past were having less sex it's just Mm -hmm. because we're more willing to engage with that and actually be like yeah that was happening um So, likewise, that works here. So, it's a reflection of current society. So, Star Trek is good at reflecting what current society thought about cults, I guess. I think so. Um,
1: We should say that, um, as far as I remember it, no one actually says this is a cult. So, I guess we, that's in itself, that's us imposing upon that episode something that we think um make sense to us we think that's cult-like therefore Mm. we're discussing it on this this podcast so it doesn't actually the episode itself doesn't say a cult as far as i'm aware i mean i could be wrong maybe maybe in some of the descriptions but it kind of has a feel of some classic cult-like um attitudes
0: yeah well because it has people dropping out of college so there's that first like yeah obvious thing so because obviously a lot of cult joiners so ones that aren't born in Hmm. so first of all there's another one is that cults back then i think were really considered were mainly considered as people that joined movements Hmm. so there's that so absolutely yeah so people joining something people dropping out of college to join something um you know people being a bit you know in the Nixium documentary Hmm. they go somewhere, like, the two of them, Bonnie and I forget the name of the guy Is it that's... Mark, isn't it? Is it Mark? Yeah, I think mm. so. So they go somewhere and they're talking to you know, people that had nothing to do with it and they're saying, you know, like, our oh, blessing, like, people that end up in cults, like, you know, how mm. they, they're really, like, susceptible and, like, weak or wet. Like, there's this point of view and I think um, that's something that there's a particular kind of person that gets into a cult and that's definitely... Being presented in this Star Trek episode, that there's a particular kind of hippy dippy group of people that Mm. were susceptible to something, and this is what it happened to be.
1: I think that it kind of reflects the the book that we reviewed recently, the Cults in Our Midst book. Um, One of the, I suppose, classic um, ways that cults recruit in that book is seen as recruiting at universities, and that you know is certainly something that i think we can recognize so um things like the moonies and ari krishna and people groups like that would recruit youngsters at universities and sometimes they would drop out so i think this um, episode reflects that sort of thing that was happening young people going off to whatever in fact there is a character in there i forget her name now but she's the the um in inverted quotes, Russian character, whom um, Chekhov recognizes, but you know her accent is even even more bizarre than Chekhov's. Bless him, um, mm. but um, but yeah, he he recognizes her voice, and um, she was in the Starfleet Academy when he was there. So, but she dropped out to join this group. So I think that is classic, what we consider to be cult like sort of recruitment. Yeah.
0: I would say, as much as they make everybody really weird, they all, I suppose Spock is like the devil's advocate for, like, oh, not everyone that joins a cult cool, is bizarre because uh, Kirk is really surprised. He's like, how can a learned man join or be part of this ridiculousness? Because, um, like, he's a doctor and a scientist. Mm. And, like, you know, he's like, how can he possibly be sucked into this idiocy, basically? And he's just mm. like, uh, and Spock's kind of like, well, no, it's not as simple as that and does explain like you can you know how he's gotten to that place so i suppose yeah you don't want to poo poo it too much like there is some balance to it in that sense
1: well the i think the anxieties that they were talking about as we've already mentioned were i think absolutely um relevant and you know they they're a very good point and i think we still have some of those anxieties you know this um, and in some respects, this is part of what we're trying to do now is to i suppose um roll back some of that becoming separate mm-hmm. from our you know our planet and who we are and you know the nature around us and thinking of ourselves as being separate from that and I think that was one of the anxieties, and that for me seems quite legitimate mm-hmm. um obviously, that doesn't necessarily mean that the behavior is the right way to go that they were they were looking at what essentially they were trying to do i don't think we mentioned this is they were looking for eden they were looking for a planet that was a myth that was essentially a planet a garden-like planet that was called eden so that's what they were looking for um, this place that they could go and live forever in paradise except not on earth in Eden, So it was the, I suppose, original kind of, uh, yeah, the original paradise promise that, um, obviously, as an extra hose witness, I recognise very much. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. It's just a click or a tap, but it means that the show gets recognised as something of potential value and interest to others. And it's the main way that we know people care about what we're doing. So, if you've not already done so, please click subscribe or follow on whatever podcast app you're using. Thank you, and on with the show. So, yeah, so this was a a, a group um, that had a charismatic leader. Severin was a bit older than the others, wasn't he? Quite a bit older, really. He was a mature man. The rest of them were all youngsters. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a doctor, he was a scientist. He's very intelligent and he had a philosophy around this way to find this planet eden and to basically live a simpler life in paradise mm-hmm. um so yeah so you can see why we we think it's very cult-like mm. um we, we did talk about looking at this in line with um dr Yanya Lalich's bounded choice model uh, which helps us to look at cults. obviously there's other models i know Uh, A lot of people talk about the BITE model, which is fine. Uh, But I thought it'd be interesting to use a different uh, model for this um, episode. So, shall we have a look at that and see Mm -hmm. whether it kind of aligns to that model? Yeah, for sure. Um, Right. Let me uh, just remind myself. So, the bounded choice model um, includes four elements. One is a transcendent belief system. One is charismatic authority, another one is systems of control, and the fourth one are, are systems of influence. So, what do you think? Do you think that group fit this kind of description?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, I was hoping you'd go through at least one.
0: Well, no, cause it's the same <laughs> oh, yeah. one. Yeah, is the answer. Yeah, but like, move on. Say one then, like, I okay. can't say them all and expect me to just hold that in my brain. I don't have okay. magic powers, like, right.
1: <laughs> okay. Transcendent belief system, then. Um, did it have a transcendent belief system?
0: Well, yeah, in that they believe there's some like Eden that they're going to go to because there wasn't any scientific evidence for that, was there, at that mm. point? There was just like they've pulled that from somewhere and they needed Spock's help to find it. So yeah. they found a planet. I mean, you know, but it, yeah. it wasn't really Eden because it was acid, it was like acid planet. So you know, <laughs> we'll come back um, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, the belief you know, system. So yeah, they have a belief system that yeah. there's like some good world waiting for them.
1: Yeah, and that they were going to be able to live in this paradise um, mm. in a kind of oh, I mean, they 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 again they evoked ideas of transcendental kind of um, mind states as well. I don't think we actually saw them meditating, but, you know, they definitely were the type Mm. that you could imagine sitting there. They do sing a lot. So, yes, I think definitely a transcendent belief system. Um, Utopia, essentially, is what they were looking for. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yes, I think it ticks that box. Uh, Charismatic Authority.
0: Yes, I don't find him charismatic, but they do, obviously, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I think that um, the book and other uh, literature about cults does uh, talk about. In fact, my studies into charisma suggest that it is very much a two-way thing. It's not just about the individual. Charisma is very much in the eye of the beholder. Mm. So one person will see somebody as being charismatic and somebody else will say, what? And Mm. I think we see that in politics without getting into it in too much detail. Um, Certain political figures... I would look at and think what an absolute clown and mm. somebody else will think they are absolutely amazingly charismatic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is very much in the eye of the beholder, I think. Mm.
0: But yeah, in, for them, they think he is. Yes. So.
1: And he did have certain charismatic qualities, um, which I think. Uh, Such you know, as. Could. Um, so one of the things, obviously having a story to tell and being able to tell it is, is very important. So he's, He's managed to convince these people about this mythical place which for which, as you said, there's no real evidence for it, but he's been able to weave this story so that they believed it um He also has a quite a an air about him um so he seems very kind of peaceful and very at ease mm. um and When he's talking to the group, he kind of smiles at them and and it looks like he's got it all together. I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that that often people are attracted to with charismatic characters, whether that be in leadership roles, in business or in cults, is that I think we're all little children looking for a way to get ourselves together together in some respects Mm -hmm. and um, when we see somebody that has it all together as far as we can see we gravitate towards them because we think oh wow you know i wish i could have a bit of that and -hmm. we think maybe i can i can find out how i can get it all together you know Um, obviously you start to realize that nobody has it all together (laughs) we're all trying to do the best we can Mm -hmm. charismatic people seem to exude this illusion that they have got their shit together, you know? Mm. Um, and I think he does, he does that quite well. Um, so, yeah. So that's not going into any of the kind of theory. I mean, if we relate it to self-concept theory, then what charismatic leaders do is they relate um, the goal of the group to the individual identity of the people in the group. Mm-hmm. So clearly these are people who like to partay, like to sing, like to just hang out and be chilled.
0: Therefore,
1: mm-hmm. he's appealing to this side of them, saying that this is a place to go to where you can do all that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it very much aligns to parts of their identity, I would I would suggest. I
0: have, um this might be going off-piste a little bit, but I have a question for you. Go on. So, um, you know, do you think... The reason that so he could be content and happy to just go to paradise on his own, right? And just be like, I'm right, and I'm off mm. I go. Why do people need to take or to get people to join their cult basically and join them? Is it because that gives validity? It gives validity, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, if I if someone else believes what I say, it's more believable to myself, even. Do you know what I mean? Do you think that's going on with him? Because like think, he could just go mm. on his own
1: could in theory um i guess y- you could you could answer that in a number of ways there's a number of possibilities so one could be that um that he wants to be validated um it could also be just practical so you know he's going to need some help to pilot the ship and to build a places to live and you know so very mm-hmm. difficult to do it on, all on your own we are social creatures so even you know um egocentric despots kind of like people around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And there could be an ego element to it, which I think is very likely that often uh, cult leaders, um, they have quite a complex relationship with their followers, but Mm. they kind of need them because these are, I mean, this relates actually to the podcast we haven't done yet, which is the malignant narcissism one. Um, based on the lecture I attended recently and -hmm. they were saying that um, certainly malignant narcissists who are cult leaders and they often do end up becoming cult leaders or cult leaders are often malignant narcissists let's put it that way around Um, often they have this complicated relationship because they are essentially they are needy themselves they need Mm. the adulation of the, their people they need them to tell them how wonderful they are all the time because essentially they have a shriveled self mm. their ego is like shriveled up and so they need this constant feeding of it to tell them how wonderful they are which is why you see in lots of groups and cults these sessions where the leader is told how amazing they are and how wonderful they are um, so you need people to do that for you so yeah. that could be another reason Mm-hmm. Interesting question.
0: Just what to throw it out there. Mm. It came to my brain. Um, okay, next one. Next, one. next um,
1: one. Right, so there's two that um, I think in most models, they kind of slip these together, but Yanya um, was very clear that she thought it was important to separate them out, which I think is quite interesting. Um, so systems of control and systems of influence. So she called the systems of control the kind of, I suppose, more obvious you must go to the kingdom hall every sunday and you must um you know put in so many hours a week on the service and you must so these are you must do this you must study the bible you must do this you must do that you must do the other mm-hmm. um, and these are kind of the rituals or the the cycles of activity that you have to do um mm-hmm. and they form the controls and even things like who you can marry and who you can associated with these can be systems of control um and then you've got systems of influence which are the more the psychological so this is the way i I understand um her model so the systems of influence are more the psychological and um the the influential elements so you know how peer pressure works and how putting guilt onto people works and how putting fear of losing your community works Mm -hmm. and all of those kind of psychological uh, levers that are being pulled by the the cult so i have done about systems of control did you i didn't see any of those i don't think did you um
0: well uh he's basically gonna blow their brains up with really loud noises um the ship because he they're not letting him right do what he wants um so he is gonna like neutralize them and the woman knows that the the not so russian russian knows <laughs> that it's dangerous that it's actually going to kill them because she says it's destructive uh, and he says nah nah nah, it's fine and basically just looks her in the eyes and does that whole like you know i'm lying to you but i know that you you know that i'm telling you to just mm. say it's fine and she goes with it and i don't know if that's
1: that's a very good point point. one of the other characters said it and it does it does kill so yes it was very clear that it it was going to kill the crew so this is this is them trying to escape from the enterprise they get into the ship somehow they um well it's through Chekhov um giving away some important information to his former girlfriend yeah um which is kind of hilarious but anyway that's what happens mm-hmm. um and yeah, in the escape plan, it means essentially killing the whole crew. So mm-hmm. while the control isn't really over the, that isn't a method of controlling the group, mm-hmm. it, it does show a certain um, ruthlessness. No, and uh, also it
0: is control over the group because she doesn't want to, and purple hair guys uh, okay. also a bit against it. She doesn't That's want right. to just kill everyone. She's like, she's trying to be against it. And he's like, no, it's fine. Yeah, yes. and she she goes with it, but she there is resistance. Mm. But I maybe she's afraid of him. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so I probably put that in as part of a system of influence. But I mean, we we could we can disagree about that. It's not. Mm. I don't think it's that important. Mm. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of that. There's a lot of systems of influence there. You just mentioned one there definitely, and um, then we've got um this the peer pressure. Obviously, you know, they're trying to. Uh, so trying to get Chekhov in, aren't they? And they um, are. one other
0: question as well is that is information a system of control um, or a system of influence? Because he chooses to not tell them about that deadly illness he has; he, he mm. he's purposefully mm. he purposely doesn't tell them certain things, so he controls them through information. I would suggest.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that would that would also sit very nicely in in Hassan's. Bite model because that is one of them. The the mm-hmm. information control. So yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, very very well spotted. Absolutely, they don't know, do they? That he's got this illness. He's got this virus. No,
0: that is meant that he's only meant to travel in high tech places that can. That's right. Combat his illness,
1: but he hasn't told the group that at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Which means
1: that when they go and live on this planet, even if it was a great place to live eventually they're going to all die because they're going to catch this virus
0: yeah because even if they're immunized at that point you'd need boosters is what the doctor says and if they did have if there was kids at some point i mean they'd definitely die so yeah
1: that's very interesting yeah so yeah i think um i think it probably does fit the bill if we if we look at that in the round it's you know the bits around the control it isn't a very structured cult certainly not that we see in the show um, but there's definitely other systems of influence stroke control there that I think you could apply. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think it is it is a cultic group. Yeah. Um do we wanna do we wanna talk about how it ends? Do we
0: It ends with them going to acid planet? <laughs> <laughs> they go to the planet of acid and it's not Eden nor paradise.
1: So all the fruit there is um there are no animals. Everything,
0: the ground, the fruit, yes, the flowers, everything. is acid. <laughs> which I love. I love that. That's what they were like. Well, t- the writers were like, "Yeah, acid planet." Acid.
1: That'll. <laughs> yeah. That'll be it. Yeah, yeah that'll and, show them. And they, um, Adam eats uh, of the fruit on the tree, and mm. he's dead when they get there. Well, yeah,
0: well, because they've all got burning feet because they've all been walking barefoot. Because right. of course they have and um you know they've all got yeah like blistered burnt feet from the acidy floor and they've got burnt hands from touching the flowers and stuff and then um yeah then they're trying to take everyone back and everyone's kind of like quite happy to go back at this point because they're on acid planet so like yeah fair it's not really what we thought but the leader is completely they've said he's insane spock at some point does say i've not mm. checked with the doctor but he's mental <laughs> um, and we'll just get it which is quite funny
1: it's a really interesting um line. yeah just like i'm not a
0: doctor which is funny because yeah mccoy's constantly saying, like i'm a doctor not and now you know spock's like I'm not a doctor, but that man's mental.
1: <laughs> he is insane. Yeah, and mm-hmm. actually he um he knows that and he knows that the sorry, Severin, mm. the mm. the leader, knows that the planet is acidic, he's got all these burns on his feet, he's just seen Adam, one of the well, annoying guitar playing man. Yeah. He's already eaten of the fruit and died. And uh and then Severin runs Climbs out. Climbs up the, a tree. Climbs up a tree and takes a bite
0: terrifyingly eats a bite of like a horrible acid papaya and down he goes Mm.
1: which i think is interesting because of course this is a uh, an act of suicide this is him taking his own life which again fits this stereotypical view of of cults i guess yeah Um, specifically at the time these are the sorts of things that um i guess um 1969 what would have happened around then so that's a good question i don't know
0: happening at that point i don't know
1: i don't know i'm gonna have to check that no it was 1978 when that happened so it was like 10 years later so that's very interesting i wonder why they i wonder whether there were other incidences of of people taking their mm. own lives earlier so that's something perhaps for a bit of research for us to come back to yeah i think something like that's about. happened
0: mm. yeah i'm sure it's happened more than once
1: of course the other kind of thing that was being um referenced here was that it was adam and somebody actually says oh it was adam you know um eating mm. of the fruit and he died so that was oh, a, no. that was
0: no they're in, of... they're on eden and his name's adam yeah Ugh.
1: They didn't actually go far enough and uh, have an Eve Have an Eve, him, no. You know? no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of a passing remark. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think it's quite interesting. And I also found it interesting the way that other people responded to this group. So everybody kind of was harumphing around them, weren't they, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, as if they were...
0: It was like <laughs> there was yuppies and there was hippies, you know? <laughs> um,
1: it's quite funny.
0: Yeah, they were very, like they were very just like these people are idiots and they're taking up our time and just yeah. because he's the son of someone important means we have that's to right. mess about playing nice. I just want to put them in the brig.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And um yeah it was all Which
0: would have been better. They should have been in the brig. It was already
1: disparaging about them really, yeah, yeah. Um so that was um that was the episode Yeah um that we kind of we, we sat and we we watched together. The way to Eden. Um,
0: yeah, I think it's, it's mentions, worth watching. So? Honorable mentions, yes. It's um, um, just for like bits that were funny in the episode. It's like they all go about doing circles, which is never explained. I guess because like everything's like you know circular, man. Because they are hippies and they say stuff like they are like saying stuff like man a lot, and also they call people Herberts. <laughs> that are are the man and for ages i thought they were saying pervert and i was like this is weird (laughs) (laughs) this is a weird episode but they weren't they're saying herbert and i wondered why Herbert. why would they pick that as the disparaging name and i was like is it just because it sounds very like proper so like herbert you're a
1: herbert (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i wondered that um well so the internet which as we know he's always Quite right
0: truth, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um says so herbert is a germanic given name from Haja army warrior or noble sublime mm. um i don't know i think uh, meaning army bright so i don't know whether he's kind of representing a military uh mm-hmm. you know s- sort of stick up his backside sort of um mm-hmm. Character because that was what they kept calling Kirk, and they kept chanting mm-hmm. it, in, didn't they? Herbert, mm-hmm. Herbert, and Herbert. holding a
0: circle. Yeah,
1: uh, one of the funniest moments was when Kirk um, turns to Spock and says, Explain to me, Herbert.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is good.
1: <laughs> There's quite a few funny little moments in that, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also, just yeah, Kirk's constant disparaging and just being like you deal with this multiple times in the episode he just walks around done with it for an hour and nurse
1: chapel she's the one that makes me laugh she's constantly oh, she's, harumphing.
0: she's really mad about it she was like i thought we didn't have animals here or something like that like, oh, <laughs> wow that'll convince them that'll yeah. convince them that they're wrong calling them like animals right and but when you were saying
1: Honourable Mentions, I thought you were talking about other episodes. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: we can do Honourable Mentions to other episodes now.
1: So you you mentioned this one from Deep Space Nine, which is called Paradise. And um, the character here, again, spoilers. Um, <laughs> the character here is a woman who has a theory about how to live. Again, it's this same idea of getting away from technology.
0: Yeah, because she wanted it before. Right. And she's wrote books on it and That's stuff. Right. And then... Um yeah, she she's wrote books on it and stuff and then they crash land on the way somewhere doing something. Uh and she's like, Brilliant time for no Well, tech.
1: we find out at the end, don't we, that it's not an accident. She no. actually manoeuvres it to yeah, happen. Yeah. yeah.
0: But then people um, stay afterwards.
1: Mm. Yeah, so I think here is a classic. Actually, this does tick all the boxes. Really, she's mm-hmm. she is very charismatic. She has this transcendent belief that everybody's living, a, you know, a, their best life. This is how we should mm-hmm. live. Again, this mm-hmm. is an idyllic sort of utopia. Um, uh, but yes, there are lots of systems of control. Everybody has to um, contribute to the to the society. If they don't, they get put in the choky, don't they?
0: Yeah, they get put in a box in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Turned yeah. into raisins. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> um, it's interesting because obviously the work that they have done, at least groundwork in Star Trek, is that ev- there are a, quite a few characters that are a little bit this way inclined in that they won't eat uh, food from the replicator. that They will only eat food that mm-hmm. they actually cook. Or um, I think in... The one with Picard, yeah, he goes to see his brother, and yeah, he they grow yeah. and cook their own food and things. So yeah. like they have actual vineyards. Um, so there are characters with beliefs like that, but not to the degree of like um, crazy lady with her raisin box.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so Cisco and O'Brien end up getting stuck on this uh, this planet. Yeah, with they go people. down because they yeah. want to
0: help, don't they? And then they mm. find that they're stuck there and. Um, it's because turns out she's got some sort of field up that means that right. transporting is difficult. So instead of it seeming like there's actually a phenomenon, like mm. a unexplained phenomenon, it's actually just because she's using technology for her own means.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um,
1: so, yeah, she's certainly controlling them and um, very much using these emotional influences to control people's behaviour as well. Yeah, like everyone's um, got to do their part in order right. to yeah
0: yeah you know get food and stuff
1: and as you say um at the point that it's discovered that she has not only lied to them she's basically been responsible for the deaths of lots of people well yeah because people them. have
0: died at, like because mm. before they were set up they had hard winters and stuff or like That's right people died of um not having medicine and things uh so she's responsible for a big group of people dying
1: Yeah, um, and yet um, some people still want to stay because they think they kind of believe in the the cause, I suppose. They they believe in in, the world
0: that she's made.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But you've got to wonder like, it's always in Star Trek, there's a lot of like, it's like free choice to the nth degree. Mm. Like, people get to make whatever decisions they want, or like, we have to respect things just to the extreme. Um, And (sighs) You might think that these people that have probably been like, you know, uh, what's it called? When you get kidnapped and you start kidnapped. to like Stockholm syndrome. Oh, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. They've been like Stockholm syndromed to the ultimate. Yeah. And they're like, well, if they want to do that, no, there's their choice in it. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Bye. We'll never see you again. We'll never check on you either and see if you're uh, all right. It's like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it could be that they are still, you know, they're still indoctrinated. I I honestly feel that if, um, you know, like a lot of groups, the group that I grew up in as a Jehovah's Witness, I I honestly believe if the organization vanished, you know, if they all said, hey, you know, it's all been a bit of a joke, you know, sorry about that guys, um, Mm. or whatever, I honestly, you know, a lot, if not most of the people would still cling to the teachings because it is their you know it is their belief system and we know how difficult it is to untangle your own identity from all of that so i think that is actually quite realistic you know people going yeah people given the chance to,
0: no, to no. go back on it i think they would no, absolutely no, I do that I, no no i do think that's realistic mm. i'm saying about like the federation's approach yes. it's just a bit garbage the fact but, that they're like <laughs> oh, right, fair enough, if that's what you want. And they're no kind of very make. libertarian, really, aren't they? In, in many yeah, respects. but to an extreme. Like, yeah. that woman should be in prison. <laughs> like, well, they, no, they did
1: take her away. No, yeah, they, they take
0: her away, yeah. But then yeah. like, but then they're like, yeah, well, if that's the way you want to live. And it's like, what? They're probably mentally unwell. It's, you need to help them out, Shall I mean, they?
1: we're not even going to get started on the prime directive, are we, at this point?
0: How they do, don't. Maybe a little, but mostly don't, but sometimes don't get involved. <laughs> How they're quite
1: willing to stand there and watch a civilization just completely die, yeah. Um, just because they haven't got warp travel yet, you know. Anyway, that's I don't uh, know, that's the subject, but, th- really but then
0: cool. they will get involved if one person does it, and then it's like, oh, fair enough, we'll have to do something now. We've yeah. got involved a bit, like, um. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's very, it's a bit like, remember when Boris was like, don't go outside unless you have to go to work. Um, but obviously only go to work if it's important, or if you can't work from home. And if you can work from home, don't, but do it, That's the prime directive. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Anyway, we we we're getting off track. Um, the other the other thing that I thought about was well, there's a couple really. The the Deep Space Nine episode itself, sorry, series itself, there's a lot of discussion around religion and religious mm-hmm. beliefs and the right to have religious beliefs,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: cults do come up from time to time. They're normally associated with the Par Wraiths, who are the kind of the evil. Um, uh, well, prophets, as they call them in mm-hmm. in uh, Deep Space Nine, um, but um, yes, there's a lot of kind of talk around that. Although there aren't, I couldn't remember any specific cult episodes. Maybe any listeners might know any. Let us know. And then the other one is actually the the film, one of the films which is generally considered to be one of the worst films, which is Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier, mm-hmm. where Spock's half brother um, believes that he's. Uh, have been having visions from god mm. to tell him that he's at the center of the uh, milky way and he wants to come and he wants him to come and parlay with him um mm. at the black hole at the center of the universe um sorry the center of the milky way the galaxy um so that's that's got some quite good elements to it and again that is definitely i think that is definitely cult-like um and in this the leader the charismatic leader also has this kind of gift that i suppose we could liken to hypnosis where he's able to take away the pain of people Mm. um and so people are released from their emotional pain that they've had over uh, mccoy you know allows his father to die um because he's got an incurable disease and then a few weeks later there's a cure found and he has this pain and Mm. he's able to take away that pain Uh, and there's a line in it that i love where you know they say to kirk because he's basically got all the enterprise crew on board and they say to kirk you know come on he'll take away your pain and kirk says i don't want to take away my pain i need my pain Mm. Um, and i really like that line because in a way that is part of who we are isn't it our pain Mm -hmm our the things that we've been through do help to form our identity and by taking away that in a way this is like the description of the way that people's identity can be almost taken away from them by this group by this cult whereas kirk doesn't want that he wants to remain kirk even though it's painful
0: Mm.
1: which i think is quite interesting
0: strip away the old personality exactly he doesn't want to put on a new one <laughs>
1: exactly yeah so there we go who knew we could talk for 49 minutes about star trek and cults in star trek well is there anything uh, else
0: i think that's it for me i've, yeah. I've said the you things know what that ha- i wanted to say
1: do you know what we haven't done this week
0: mm.
1: we haven't done a tweet of the week Of the, tweet of the week, 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 tweet of the
0: week. Oh, you got one? Nope. <laughs> oh, brilliant. uh right We can always add me, that in later if you we can't. Could. Let it. me
1: see if I can find a tweet of the week. Right, I, I've got one here. Uh, okay, so I asked the question. Um, I was I was interested particularly in doubts that people had sort of years before they left. Mm-hmm. So some people gave me answers that related to what it was that made them leave the Jehovah's Witnesses or another sort of group. Um, so I didn't just limit it actually to Jehovah's Witnesses. I said fundamentalist beliefs. Um, and some people gave me the reasons why they'd left. But I was really asking about, those kind of initial doubts that people managed mm. to, to to push down. And so there's a, there's a couple that were kind of interesting. Well, lots actually that were very interesting, but I'm just going to pick one because obviously this is meant to be a fairly short feature. Um, so Lily S. said, How can Jehovah harden Pharaoh's heart, then punish him for his heart being hard? Um, mm. how can Jehovah choose who he draws to him the rightly disposed ones then punish those he refused to draw to him mm. now this is the sort of thing that used to drive me mad and I absolutely mm-hmm. recognise this Lilias this is a, a definitely chimes with problems I had so mm. in scriptures you had things like you know Jehovah hardened his heart or he put a bad spirit in him to make mm. him do something And then he punishes that person for doing it. Um, And that doesn't make sense. It's not very fair, is it? Mm. Um, So, yes. Now, there's always, you know, a kind of apologetics way of trying to explain that away. Mm. But the way that the Bible describes this is that God is essentially controlling people's behavior and then punishing them for that behavior
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that um that used to bother me
0: rub the wrong way
1: quite a mm. lot yeah that sort of thing yeah absolutely That's no, it's a good one so there, there were lots and um, maybe we'll do some more of those over the coming mm. weeks but
0: yeah no i difference. thought
1: that i thought that was a that was a good point so thank you very much that was um that was great thank you for everybody that replied and gave me some amazing answers and some actually very touching and emotional ones as well so thank you very much for that Of Tweet of the week. 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 So I guess that's it then, really.
0: Yeah, that's it for that. I've, I've said all I that. can say about Star Trek cults now. Star
1: Trek and cults, and um, of course, some people would say Star Trek itself is a kind of. Cult in the making. Um, so uh, maybe, but I think maybe like in we, a, said, we in need to a stop saying cults for everything, yeah, don't we? Maybe, yes.
0: Got to be careful. We have to be Otherwise careful. Otherwise, it use, loses devalued. all emphasis. It's like tartlet.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so thank you for the introduction you, of you, a vague yeah. Friends reference. Yeah. Only very few people will know the
0: answer to. Not very few people, because Friends is a massive phenomenon that even like. People that were born are still watching it, so it's fine. Okay. Anyway, Everyone will yes. get it. Everyone.
1: Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to
0: Like and subscribe.
1: Like and subscribe. It's <laughs> Write a really...
0: review, baby. Yeah, we've
1: we've not had many reviews recently on the on the old we've Apple there. We've had a few. Um so love uh, a good review
0: though. Yeah, Gets me more. all excited. <laughs> Go on. We love the reviews. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. What Should I Think About is an Evil Sheep production.